Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, CFL fans. How you doing? Welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 327. I'm your host, Christopher, and I'm caught in the middle of a a debate argument slash everything else on our Let's Talk CFL Facebook page, uh, Facebook group with Darcy Berger, Saskatchewan Rough Rider fan, and we're arguing over financial statements. And, oh, well, I'm actually going off the wrong set of financials, so I'm going to have to give them a little bit of uh, uh, credit here. So we'll we'll see what happens. And, uh, well, I don't know. i got to get the right information before I can make any further comment on this. So we're going to leave that alone. Okay, first off, what else is going on in the show? Okay, um, we have a new panelist online here, Phil. And Phil's been ticking around here for the last three shows. And uh, Phil Miller. And nice guy, knowledgeable, uh, respectable for a Riders fan. Uh, he doesn't live in Saskatchewan, lives in Calgary, but he's a, he's, he's a nice guy, you know, and, and does a good job on the panel. We're kind of we're very pleased with him. Uh, unfortunately, something very kind of uh, not quite good happened to him, his family, and uh, we're not going to get into any details or anything. But uh, we're going to wish Phil and his family. Uh, uh, all the best wishes that we possibly can. We're thinking about him and, and, and his family and, and hope uh, everything turns out okay for you uh, as best that we can. And uh, man, it, it, it sucks. And uh, you're welcome back on the show when you're ready, buddy. And uh, you, you have a unlimited leave of absence at this point in time. You take care and uh, take care of the family because that's number one thing in priority in life is to take care of family. Okay, uh, what else are we going to talk about here for the show? I don't know. Everything's going on in this, in the, the world's gone absolutely crazy. We just seen a post by uh, Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the CFL, and he absolutely rips the CFLPA for uh, appealing uh, Simone Lawrence's uh, suspension, and uh, we're going to get into that in segment four. We've only got three games this week to uh, talk about. So that's going to be quick and sweet. And then we'll go on to a bunch of things. And uh, yeah, we can spend a lot of time on power rankings. And actually, you know what? We've got a few things from the last show that we we kind of tabled. And, and Charles didn't put them into this agenda. He's not here tonight. Did you know that? Charles is not here tonight. Uh, it's his 15th wedding anniversary. So uh, I know. Can, can you can you go figure? He he chose to go out with his wife instead of talking football with a bunch of guys. Shit, I, I don't I I have no response to that. I don't know what to say. But anyhow, uh, happy anniversary to Anne Marie and Charles Cliff. Uh, Fifteen years. Wow, scary how time flies, eh? That's almost a sentence. You'd be out for on good behavior by now, Charles. Think about that one. You blew it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Thankfully, Anne Marie never listens to the podcast. Okay, so uh, let's just open up the mics before I stick my other foot in my mouth. Uh, Will, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? You should be gagging because your foot is so far down your mouth; it's not funny. Okay, oh, so and and 
And I got to really, we have to have a personal conversation off air about the quality of people you bring onto this podcast. Where the hell are Charles' priorities? Come on. I know. Really? I know. Come on. Jeez. Well, anyways, just, just for, for all, you know, to, just to make things straight, Charles actually started the podcast, eh? He was one of the original That's founding true. members. So it's kind of, I didn't really bring him onto the podcast. We kind of sat down and okay. agreed to, to doing it. So, yeah. Okay. I, I, and, and that was five years ago, three, four, four and years I, and ago. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk about the 36 page agreement you made me sign. Okay. So let's just leave it at that. I okay. know. Let's, Let's just and, go and, away and you know what? And, and honestly, I think you've missed one or two shows, except not counting your, the part, the stint in the hospital. Yeah, but I didn't really miss that many shows, to be honest with you. I, I, not, not in the hospital. Loyal you, kind of guy. We were, we were doing podcasts from the hospital bed. That was awesome. But you, you have missed a couple some, on, on other other things, right? So, and yes. I, I think and one I was going, an anniversary am, or something too. So well, I can't am really going to Vegas Charles. this year. I am going to That's Vegas right. this year Vegas. for my twenty. Yeah, I'm going again this year for my 25th anniversary. Yeah. But that's not till the Saturday, and we do our podcast on Wednesday, so I'll be on it live from a live from a slot machine somewhere in Las Vegas. So you're going to do Sunday show? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I'm there. I'm there from a sat or sorry a Friday night to a Tuesday morning. So there'll be two shows live from Las Vegas. Okay. Because last year you went to Vegas, you didn't do a show. You missed that one. Two years, three three years ago. I haven't been there in three years because of my arm. Okay. I haven't taken a vacation in three years. So. Oh, you, you mean you can't play a slot machine without your arm? You can't pull the little lever? I think no, they just no, have buttons no. now, don't they? No, I because of the issues I had with the staph infection, I couldn't get insurance. So. I know. So we could not go away. And if well, you've, you've probably the, never, you haven't been to Vegas. You, you, you haven't been to Vegas recently, I'm sure. I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas, but you can operate a slot machine with one finger now. So. Yeah, I, I know. The hardest part is putting the money in. There is no money anymore. It's all paper. It's all paper? There's recorded jingling when you when you win something, okay? It's pathetic. It's pathetic, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, as you can tell, I'm talking about this, so I'm rather excited about going finally. I'm I've sorry missed to hear Las that. Vegas. I've missed Las Vegas, big time. Yeah. So, Mark, Mark, but, you, you, you ahead, here, Mark. buddy? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Why do you keep removing posts from our our, our chat and and? How do because you do that? I'm using it. I'm on a new phone and it sucks. I bought a spy phone. And they're not very good. You bought a what? You a bought Huawei. A Huawei, mm-hmm. a Chinese spy phone. Oh, you and you don't like it? Oh, I can't stand it. Why did you buy it? I have no idea. It was cheap. There's a reason, obviously. What were you on I, before? I, what were you thinking? Cheap. I was on an LG before. Oh, okay. And believe me, I'll be going back to an LG. Are you okay. going to take this one back, or are you going to put up with this for two years? Uh, one year. 
Sorry to hear that. It might grow on you. You never know. It might grow the on you. The camera's good. That's about it. Kind of like a fungus? Will, yeah. Will Vegas is fun. I haven't been there in 22 years myself. We got married down there. Let, let's put it this way. If I had a found Vegas when I was in my early 20s, I wouldn't be living in Canada, okay? Yeah, probably not. I'd probably be dead. But <laughs> point. Anyways. Anyways. Guess we should, but those days guess are we over. should talk some football? Yeah. We're going to have to stretch tonight since there's only three of us. But well, I got a feeling it's not going to be a it's not going to be a problem. We're still going to run out of time. <laughs> From the sounds of it, uh, Christopher, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still oh, arguing with Darcy. Still fighting with Darcy. Yeah. Stop fighting with Darcy. You can fight with Darcy forever, and it doesn't help. So, I gave up on him a long time ago. <sighs> I get to the point where too much is too much. I guess you okay. could Okay. Oh, first show up or first first game this week is Saskatchewan in Ottawa. Um what's going on with that? That's gee, this is gonna be a scary game. Mark, who's gonna win? Why? It's Mark. the button that says mute, Mark. It's the button that says Mark. mute, buddy. The Chinese phone, is it in like, have like English words on it or what? There we go. There we go. Okay. I mean, we're only talking for about 10 seconds. Okay. Saskatchewan and Ottawa. In Ottawa. In Ottawa. Now, what are we going to call this? Is this Frank Clair Stadium? Is this uh, TD Place? Is this Lansdowne Park? What is this? It's, it's, it's all of the above, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, Cody Fiardo starting, so that should make things interesting. Uh, everything <laughs> really? I've been reading on the all the Ryder fans are screaming for this the third string kid that I guess did really Bennett, well. Like they just signed or somebody else? No, 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 no. The, the kid that's the backup now. Sparky or Snarky or Harky or yeah, Harker, 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 Harker. There's people saying he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. Uh, yeah. They've got bomberitis. I think it's infected the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. But, um, no, this game, I don't see it being very entertaining. I really don't. Um, interesting to watch Dominic Davis. We'll see what he does with the Rider defense, because that is still a good defense. And it still has the Chris Jones style. So I'm going to give the defense over Dominic Davis on this one. I'm going to say Saskatchewan 17, Ottawa 12. I don't see much of this this game. Saskatchewan 17 to 12? Yes, I am, based on the defense. Okay. Oh, Charles gave us scores, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yep. Um, where are they? I was kind of shocked when he did that because I said, Jesus, Charles, there's only three games. What about the other one? 
and this is one of those stupid weeks, right? Three teams have a bye. Yes, it is stupid week. Who else has a bye besides the Bombers in Calgary? Montreal. Uh, nope. There's one other team. Montreal. No, Montreal's playing uh, somebody, aren't they? No, Saskatchewan, Ottawa, BC, Edmonton, and Hamilton, and Toronto. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's Montreal. They'll only get stronger. Why, why are you questioning whether I, I was right or not? It's kind of weird. Because I always, I always question whether you're right or not, okay? Okay, you want to hear something funny? I got a funny story. Before we get into this game, okay, I'm sorry, Mark, I'm going to stop you for a second. Okay, first off, we're going to do Charles. He had Ottawa 24 and uh, Saskatchewan 14 on this game here. Okay, and then I'll do this one here with, I'll write it down. I won't say it out loud right now because, and uh, 30, 20. Okay, today, I'm, my son-in-law's name is Mark, okay? And we we live together on the ranch. So it's, there's eight of us that live here. And uh, we're doing a bunch of different things and everything else. So Mark and I are talking that, that when we're shift changing over at the, the plant and because uh, he relieves me and he's working tonight and I work during the days. And we're talking about needing a new weed eater here in the in the the on the ranch here. So tie up the place, make it look good because – the one that we got is kind of like a man thing. It's like hard to start. And it's big and heavy and clunky. So they wanted to, they bought one last year that was, uh, had a cordless battery on it, but then the dog ate the charger. So it doesn't work anymore. So I went to the, I was going to go stop by and look at the new still. And so I'm there and I'm, I'm looking at the still and everything else. So I, I text my son-in-law Mark and I go, uh, hey, this one's on sale for two nineteen. It was regular two forty nine. Everything else is going on right, and uh, so this is a good thing. And I'm just looking for the the post right now because it was kind of funny. And Mark responds with a thumbs up. Okay, I showed him a put in a picture, and it says, "Do I grab this? There's a cheaper one at one fifty nine." Mark goes, it, "It's a new toy. Buy it." And I go, "This one's easier to start." For the girls, says, that's serious hedges, and and then I go and I buy it and I leave the store and I look down at the thing and it's not my son-in-law Mark that I'm talking to. It's Mark Weddle in Winnipeg, and he just told me to buy a weed eater. Okay, it's like <laughs> I'm just. Why didn't you just say? Why does this matter to football or say something? <clears throat> not just lead me on like you're my son-in-law. You didn't oh, know what was going on. I understand that, but wouldn't? Why did you just say? Why did you post this here? We never have random conversations on that page. No, we have lots of random conversations. But don't you think this was a little bit too random? Uh, for some of the stuff you ask us or post, no, not really. Oh, anyhow, so I got the <laughs> weed eater. I need to. I need to. I need to add to this, okay? Okay. In my lifetime, Christopher, I have done many, many, many buildings where they sell weed whackers and tractors and and every kind of implement you can possibly think of. 
And every time I say still, they correct me. Yeah, I know. And they say you pronounce it steel. Yes, and and they're correct. Okay. Okay, so, you know, since you and that other guy you insist on putting on our personal chat page are always picking on me about spelling in and words, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Are you talking about Todd Mogi? Does he pick on you? I, I, I don't mention his name because uh, um, I, I compare him to Brendan's little brother. Anyways, that's an inside joke, I guess. Okay, then. But you seem to collect these people, so that's okay. I understand. I understand. Anyways, can we talk about football now? Uh, well, uh, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. I learned an interesting fact today from listening to another podcast, and it has made my decision it has changed my decision on Ottawa, Saskatchewan. Do you guys realize that Ottawa's defense has 10, count them, 10 returning starters from last year? And they also have, and they also have, what's his name as their OC? Come on. You know, he's a buddy of yours. He's one of your favorite guys in the CFL. Who's their D? Who's their defensive coordinator? Oh, defense, you on. said OC, not DC. Oh, sorry, their DC. D- their, Who's their DC? Their DC is, is Noel Thorpe. And he is a good defensive coordinator. Okay? So, I figure if uh, Ottawa can throw four picks and score 32 points on Calgary, Saskatchewan does not have a hope in you-know-what H-E-double-L hockey sticks. And I am going to pick the Ottawa Rough Riders 36 to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders 14. You, you know you just called them the Rough Riders, right? Okay. Saskatchewan or Ottawa? Both. Well, okay. They used to be both, so which I used to think was the stupidest thing on the face of the earth, a nine-team league with two teams with the same name. Come on. Well, they weren't the same name. Saskatchewan team was one word, and Ottawa was two words. Yes, okay. Whatever. They were the Rough Riders, both of them. And we're not sure what a Rough Rider is. We've got to put that into context some year when we're off air. Anyways. but that, there's that a debate on that. Ottawa is supposed to have been named after the Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders who invaded, uh, uh, was it Cuba or some country down in the Something Caribbean? Something like that. Yeah. It was a Spanish, Spanish country, yes. What was that, Puerto Rico? That is correct. Puerto Rico? Yep. Yeah. I'm not going to say that's not what the, the same That's thing. actually not what they were named after. They were named after the Rough Riders who were the, the gentlemen that used to uh, walk the logs going down the canals, you know the log rollers oh, okay. type of thing, and they were they were the yep. ones that kept the logs moving down the canal so they didn't jam up. And that's what a rough rider was. So they were okay. kind of like uh, lumberjacks. Uh, the, the same industry. 
did they sing that song? You know that song? I'm uh, a lumberjack and I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And I work all day. Yeah, I know the words. Um, okay, me too. Hey, maybe I should subscribe is, to the Rough Rider newsletter. This is going to be a shit show, I can tell. <laughs> okay. Uh, Your pick. My pick. <laughs> Uh, did you have a, 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 a you didn't have an actual conversation with um with Phil, did you? You don't know if he's gonna continue no, he, putting his picks in or he's just out of it for a while. I didn't even ask him because apparently he can't uh, messenger or anything on his phone. So that's why he uh he sent me a text because he does know my phone number, so Okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, my score, I'm picking Ottawa without question. Ottawa's going to spank the Riders. Uh, I don't think it's going to be 36 to 14. That's a little bit too high even for Ottawa. But I'm going to look at the concept of, oh, 20, uh, let's go 25 to 12. That's my pick on the Saskatchewan-Ottawa game. Ottawa, 25-12. Mark's the sole person taking Saskatchewan. You have too much faith in Cody Fajardo. He was our third-string backup last year in BC, and we didn't like him, so he went away. Now he's the starter in Saskatchewan. Just seems like all the people that BC doesn't want anymore end up in Saskatchewan as starters somehow. Do you ever notice that? Every team, everybody they don't want ends up in Saskatchewan as starters. And when they well, get like, broken, they come to Winnipeg. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, they're they they broken when they go from BC. Okay, I mean like <laughs> Solly, Manny, uh, G. Roy, Jason Claremont wasn't broken, but he was just Buck Pierce, Roy DeWalt, Joe Pow Pow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They all end up in Winnipeg eventually, right? A number, a number of Calgary Stampeders. I can't even remember how many. <laughs> <clears throat> That's where football players go to die. Okay, so next game: BC Edmonton. BC Lions are going to Edmonton. Mike Riley is returning to the Commonwealth Stadium to play his old team, ex-team, last year's team, Edmonton Eskimos. Trevor Harris is the new QB over there. This is probably the game of the week. Maybe might even be the game of the season to be watching. Uh, important, important, important. It, it is for Edmonton Eskimo uh, fans, that's for sure. They've been waiting for this game. This game has been circled on the schedule since it came out. Um, Charles has BC taken Edmonton 33-29. Will, we're going to go in proper order this time. Uh, what's your take oh, on this game? Okay. Who's gonna win? You can't take Edmonton. You've got to take BC. But every time you take BC, you lose. So why don't you just say I'm, I'm not going to take a score I'm, in this one? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm trying to wrangle tickets for that game. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to drive to Edmonton and go to it um, just because uh, I'd like to see that game because I think it'll be quite high scoring. Uh, but I'm going to give the edge to, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to give the edge to BC 
because oh my god, that's a kiss of death. Mike Riley, Mike Riley, knows these D backs, and they were fucking horrible last year. He's gonna pick them apart. If they can stop people from hitting Mike Riley, he's gonna pick them apart. I guarantee it. Okay, I'm still not convinced. You realize that if uh, if Trevor Harris has another game like he had last week, he'll probably be the leader, leading passer in the CFL by far and away, okay? So, which I don't think I've ever seen him play two games uh, <coughs> back-to-back well. And I'm going to go with Mark's uh, theory here that Trevor Harris sucks. So I'm going to pick uh, Saskatchewan. He was playing Montreal last week. I know. I'm going to pick. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, BC. Uh, let's see. When did I? I'm going to pick BC twenty-eight to Edmonton fourteen. You just like fourteen this week, eh? I just that don't want to pick a team. I just, I just don't want to pick a team that a certain unnamed ex-podcaster female type would pick. Okay, so I'm gonna pick fucking BC. Well, we know that. Yeah, I'm we out. have no. I'm, we have. I, I, I'm out. I'm out to just pick on everybody tonight. Okay, it's been that kind of a week. So. Yeah, your <sighs> language is is you're usually quite good about your language, and yeah, right now so I, far I you've out out swearing me like two to two to zero. Mm-hmm. I haven't even said shit and, yet, so. And I don't, and I don't do that. I know so. it's kind of weird and, and amazing here. So, uh, who would have thought that uh, Trevor Harris would be leading in the the QBs category, eh? With Mike Riley in two and Dom Davis in third place. Dom Davis in third place, even with four picks and no touchdowns, and he, he threw for one more yard than BLM. Mark. BC Edmonton. Is this a tough one for you, uh, or you think no, you know it? No, I think I know this one. Based on last week's games, um, I'm going to take Edmonton here. C.J. Gable. You're going to take is, Edmonton? Yes, I am. C.J. Gable is the insurance policy for Harris. He had a great game. He's an, he's another version of an Andrew Harris. He can catch out of the backfield. He's got a as long as he stays healthy, he's great running. And we saw what happened last week to BC's defensive line and non-existent linebacking core for the run. So it's going to be fun to watch. I would love to go see it. It'd be interesting to see if Riley actually shows emotion on his face other than the usual disgust look he has. So it would be fun to watch that. But I'm going to say Edmonton 24, BC 18. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to take the Lions here. Surprise, surprise. It's not even a homer pick. I, I just don't think Edmonton's going to be able to stand up to him at all. I'm going to go in the uh, 34 to uh, 
16 range. 34 to 16 is my bet on this one. Uh, I just don't think that Trevor Harris is going to be able to put up two games in a row. We've never seen him do it two games in a row. Why would we expect it now? Uh, Last week was respectable. This week won't be. My take on this one. What the hell? Oh, did we say? Yeah, Charles did 33-29 for BC. Yeah, okay. Uh, last and game of I the week. Wanted, I, hold on, hold on. I want to throw one more thing in there. If uh, the running back for Edmonton gets 140 yards this week against BC, Devon Claybrook should be fired. Or should we fire Rich Stubler? That's I think the who brought him. Clay Brooks was the one who brought him in. Yeah, well, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to fire anybody after one week. I just don't. I mean, look at the fans in Calgary. We're calling for Dave Dickinson to be fired after one week in the CFL season because he lost to Ottawa. Yeah, but Calgary fans they, are they, stupid. They are, and I talk to one all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> the last game. We only have three games this week. It's a bit of a challenge. This is one of those funky bye weeks where three teams have a bye right now. Uh, who are they? Montreal, Winnipeg, and who's the other one? Calgary. Montreal, Winnipeg, and Calgary have a bye this week. So uh, the last game is Hamilton in T.O., now, I understand that this game at BMO Field is sold out. Did you guys hear that, too? Nope. I know I'd heard that they were tickets were selling really good. Oh. Last I heard, there was only a few single seats left. Now, that that is on the scaled-down version of the BMO Field where the upper parts were tarped off, and they were talking about whether or not they were going to open the tarps up and to allow more people in. I don't know what's going on. So, um, Charles. If they supported the Raptors, could that be it? No. Um, so we have Hamilton Tiger Cats in Toronto at BMO field and Charles has picked the Thai Cats 31 20 over the Argos. William. Do we know? Um, I do believe what's his name is going to be the Supreme quarterback for Toronto. Is that correct? Who, James Franklin? Yes, James Franklin. I do believe he is the starter, correct? Correct. And they have and they have a shit ton of running backs still in camp? They do. And so I'm just going to throw. Your, your mic's not working there, Will. You keep cutting out. Are you sure? I Can think you hear so me now. Yeah, that's much Can better. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna throw things to the wind. Say, Detroit eight and Hamilton. I, I, I didn't. I didn't hear a thing you said. I gotta change my headset. Go to Mark. Go to Mark. Mark, unmute. Find that button, Chinese button. Unmute. Yeah, I got it this time. There okay, we go. Is it got a special color for you? No. 
No. Okay. No. No. This game could be fun to watch. Um, we'll see how Franklin does. There's still a ton of pressure on him, I think. But it could be a little bit of a track meet, I'm thinking, because Hamilton's defense is better. But depending on, of course, what happens with Simone Lawrence, that's a big piece out of their backfield. So I think Toronto might be able to exploit that a little bit. Uh, uh, Simone's playing. Isn't he suspended? Not if they appeal. And they have oh, appealed. Yeah, they have appealed, so he can't play then. That's correct. Sorry about that. He, he can play so, until there's a, uh, a yeah. what do you want to call it? A hearing. Um, so that's going to make it an interesting dynamic in the game then. Uh, be an interesting microscope ref-wise, I would think. So might be a lot of flags. Not that there ever isn't in the CFL game. But now I'm going to say Hamilton 28, Toronto 21. Okay. Will, are you back with us? Can you hear me better now? Yes. Much. Okay. Okay. So I did say 28-14 for Toronto. You said 28-14 for Toronto? Sure. I think your headset's on too tight. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. So, uh I'm going to pick uh Hamilton over here. So You guys almost got the same score here. I can't do that. I don't think Hamilton's going to put up that many points. Jeremiah Mazzoli got one touchdown for 169 yards in his first game. And who was he playing? Somebody easy. Who did he play? No, he played Edmonton. Didn't he? No, Edmonton played Montreal. Who did Hamilton play last week? Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, they beat Saskatchewan. Nah, this is going to be tougher. Okay, uh, Hamilton uh, 21, uh, the Argos 17. That's my pick. That's what's happening this week. And, uh, okay, I'll just hold on to this little list there just in case somebody else isn't paying attention. And uh, did you write them all down there, Will? I have not. Okay. Because you usually you do like you played the little statistician here, and I and I probably will because I'll listen to the podcast to hear okay. great ideas sound tomorrow. So. <sighs> okay, so moving on. Simone Lawrence has been suspended two games. Did the league get it right? Should he appeal or just take the suspension? Okay, well, we already know that they, he's, uh, he's appealed. Uh, did the league get it right? I don't think the league got it right. I think that was a little excessive. Um, we're going to talk about a bunch of things right now. And uh, here's my take on this, because we're going to talk about this. It's going to take some time. And whether or not this hit was dirty, I don't think it was. Was it late? I don't think it was. Was it to the head of Zach Caleros? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Without question, it was. Okay, so now here's – and please just bear with me until the end here. Simone Lawrence is a linebacker. 
He has been trained his entire life to go after the quarterback. That is his instinct. That is his intuition. That is what he, he just does it. Okay. He just goes after the quarterback. Does he do this? Does he lollygag back there? No, he goes full speed like a freight train. Okay. He's just going at him. That's his job. That's all he knows. He, for him to do anything else is outside of the norm for him. Okay. Now let's, let's take that little box and put it aside for a minute. And let's take another box and talk about Zach Caleros. Now, Zach Caleros is a quarterback. Zach Caleros' job is to get yards, is to move the ball forward. Okay? He's done this his entire life. It's instilled in him. It's his instinct. It's his, everything that he does is to move the ball forward. Now, I like the way that the style of play that he, he does, uh, but it doesn't tend to have – longevity in your career look at matt dunnigan buck pierce uh dave dickinson travis lule zach caleros uh how many more are all gone because of the style of play that they and i love the style of play and mike riley's kind of the exception to the although he's beat up and banged up he's still playing football and he still plays the same style so that's that's facts. That's what he does. He just takes the ball and runs, throws the ball, takes the ball, runs, hands the ball, whatever. Okay. So he's running full speed ahead, trying to get every single yard. He sees Simone Lawrence coming at him, but he wants to get that extra yard, extra half yard, whatever else. He's trying to move the ball forward. So he waits for the last possible second and then hook slides, gives himself up and hook slides. Now, granted, he even had a tie cat holding on to him from behind, kind of like a boat anchor or a sail or something. So he he's trying to get as far as he can to get the thing. So at the last possible second, he hook slides, gives himself up. So Simone Lawrence is coming at him like a freight train, and also and his instinct is get the quarterback. So as the quarterback starts to slide, he starts to go diving at the quarterback. Then he realizes somewhere in that thing that oh no. I'm not allowed to hit him like this. I better try to stop. So he starts to roll off so he doesn't come straight at him. And his shoulder pad hits Zach Caleros in the head, knocking his head backwards quite violently and concussing him and removing him from the game and having him put on a six-game injury list and possibly even out for the season. Is Simone Lawrence wrong? Yes and no. The rule, the new CFL says you cannot attack a quarterback when he's in his hook slide, regardless of whether or not you're committed. You're 235 pounds moving as fast as you can in one direction. And we all know that physics says that you can't do that. But the rule says that you're supposed to. So what the rules basically telling is the linebacker has to actually let up in his pursuit of the quarterback in case the quarterback hook slides. Now, what if the quarterback doesn't hook slide and the linebacker has given up? Then you and I are going to be talking about this on the podcast, just like what Duron Carter did. He gave up on that ball when heck was coming at him. Okay. So, 
we cannot you cannot expect Simone Lawrence to give up on a play. He's going to go after that football. He's going to go after the quarterback because that's what he's done since Pee Wee football. Zach Caleros, on the other hand, is he wrong? Yes. He waited too long to hit hook slide. He should have said, oh, look, there's a big son of a bitch coming after me. I have to go down now to give him enough time so that he doesn't kill me. But Zach Caleros didn't do that. He went for that extra half yard, that extra yard, and gave him no time. It's like the light turning red, turning yellow before red. There's no red light up there, okay? There's just all of a sudden he's going green, and then it goes red. Simone Lawrence didn't know what to do. He didn't get this warning sign that this guy's going down. If you watch the video in slow motion, you can see this, except for the fact that you go, Oh, my God, look, Caleros is already hook sliding. Simone Lawrence is still a, in a microsecond that changed. Not enough time for you, me, or anybody else to think about this. And everybody says, well, he shouldn't have been doing that. Well, no, that, that's exactly what he should be doing. So there's a big problem here that I'm having. And the one thing that came to my mind was the movie Sully. Another Tom Hanks airplane crashing movie. He seems to do a lot of them. But this is about the guy who landed the plane in the Potomac River. I think it was the Potomac. Potomac. Anyhow, the river through Washington, D.C. So he puts this plane down. Or was it the Hudson? No, I think it was in Washington. I don't know. It doesn't matter. He put this plane down and everybody second guessed what he did until they actually took the time frame step by step and said that there were, was no other viable decision for him to do. And that's what I'm going to say Simone Lawrence did. He did everything that he could with the amount of time that was given him in which to do this. I think he shouldn't have got suspended. Give him a fine because everybody else is screaming about it. But in reality, he had no choice. He couldn't avoid that collision if he wanted to. Even to find him is disgusting, in my opinion. What happened to Zach Caleros? I feel terrible for him. Zach Caleros is one of my favorite players in the CFL. I don't want to see him hurt. I don't want to see him leave the CFL forever. But he has to take some responsibility for his actions, and not giving Simone Lawrence enough time to avoid the collision is on Zach Caleros. It's not on Simone Lawrence. So no, the CFL did not get this right. He shouldn't have been suspended. And damn, I hate it when this happens, but you got a, a gazillion armchair quarterbacks at home that are all going, you know, he should be suspended for life. He should be suspended for the season. He should be suspended for as long as Zach is out. That's ridiculous. It goes against the CBA for the first thing. So you got to at least learn the rules before you start arguing or making stupid comments. But I, I, I can't see how this scenario could have been different, How what Simone Lawrence did wrong. I, I, I don't see it. I'm throwing the mic open to Mark. Mark, open up your mic. Come on here and argue with me. Tell me that I'm wrong, please, because I, I can't see it. I can't argue with you on this one. 
I've tried to. I've tried to take that fan side of it and say it's a brutal hit. He should be blah, blah, blah. Well, number one, he can only get a two-game suspension as per the CBA, correct? That's my understanding. So he can't be suspended as long as Kolaros is on the the, uh, six-game injured list or just injured, like some people are asking. Um, I was just reading an article off of Twitter from the Ratio Breaker. We post some of the stuff every so often. Uh, He just put out an article that basically says the exact same thing you just did. It uh, the one number thing I liked was it takes less than a second. That hit was less than a second apart in the five yards. Oh. Once they started going, it was less than a second. There's no possible way for the no the go no go in your, to get to your head and then get to your body in less than a second. It's just not possible. Um. Where was the? He has an interesting rule change to take out the headshots. Um, okay. well, tackles without an attempted wrap must become penalized, just as they are in rugby. That simple rule change will reduce the amount of headshots that need to be penalized. Hold it. Say you that again. You have to wrap up. You have to okay. wrap up a guy when you're tackling. You have to use your arms, or at least make an attempt. Okay. So it takes out the missile hits. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing. You know, rugby does it, and they don't wear equipment. Nope, we did not. Well, you protected and, certain parts. Y- yes, of course. <laughs> you don't wear a helmet. No. You don't wear shoulder pads. No, you protect the other head, not the big head, the little one. Yeah, oh, I know. But... It's maybe an interesting thing to look at to do something like along the lines of what rugby does, because then these the kids get taught properly too. I put a lot of the you know the blame is definitely on Lawrence, I guess. Why? But it wasn't even the worst hit of the week. No. It wasn't. Even I think the one on Ma- uh, Madu was way worse. Oh, that was horrible. And he got fined. That's all he, he got. got. Fined. But because the I don't want to say this because we're both going to end up getting hate mail. Rider fans lost their minds. They had to do something. Okay, so, so is it because them. it was Zach Caleros and he's been injured too many times? Is it because Zach Caleros was um, is a quarterback, or is it because Zach Caleros is the Riders' quarterback? I think you or could, is it all you of the above? It, it could be all of the above, but definitely, yeah. It, like it was a far worse hit, and he got fined. And I don't see everybody screaming about that hit. Is it because I, I've it's seen a Buck quarterback? take way worse hits and get up and play football. Yep, <laughs> most of them in a bomber uniform. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, Will. Well, I'm going to disagree with both of you, but let me first qualify it. You're a I lineman. Think, you couldn't move fast enough. I think I think it's been blown out of proportion because it was Zach Kolaris. And 
we saw him take a couple of vicious hits last year, and nobody got fined, and and I think that has something to do with it. Okay, I really do. Um, I agree with you both that the Madu hit was worse, but Madu is running back. Okay, and it's a it's a different thing when a running Once back. Once the quarterback hit, crosses like, the line of scrimmage, he's a running back. Yeah, but he's not a running back. Okay, have you ever seen these guys running backs? Running backs, okay. Um, and I'm not going to argue as far as the Madu hit was just as bad. I think. Um, I personally think Simone Lawrence did it intentionally. Okay, because if you watch the replay and over and over again, which I have, there are guys falling off all around Zach Kolaris, except for Simone Lawrence. So if they could do it, why couldn't he do it? The first thing I'm going to say. And I know you guys are going to yell and scream what I'm about to say. I did listen to the Alex Singleton interview this week and Alex Singleton said a couple of interesting things and just for all those people out there who thinks you Alex can Singleton should talk should no no should shut his mouth he was asked the question on the podcast he didn't volunteer the information he was asked the question and he responded to the question um and the big thing he said if I put my head down seven yards away from the quarterback, I'm, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hurt him, and I'm gonna hurt him. And Simone Lawrence had his head down, and I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he tried to avoid it, but he still hit him with a shoulder pad right in the head. <laughs> and I think he intended to hurt Zach Kolaris. Maybe not. Maybe not out of anger, but maybe out of their two ex-teammates that probably actually like each other, but they're on the football field, and things change when you're on the football field, okay? And he had an opportunity to blow up Zach Kolaris, and he he decided to be the hammer and not the nail because maybe Zach Kolaris was going to try and run over him. So, but the other thing is Zach is on the ground. Don't give me the shit that he couldn't pull up because there was guys falling off all around Zach Kolaris except for Simone Lawrence. So, and I think two games is excessive. I do. But for all intents and purposes, I don't care what anybody said in the media this week, Zach Kolaris' career is over. If he goes on to a football field again, he's stupid, okay? Because it's going to be a lesser hit next time, and he's going to be out for even longer. No, we all know that. He honestly needs to talk to Dunnigan. I just don't get it. I just don't get why. And I understand he's a football player and they have a different mentality, but come on, man. And I, I'm, I'm ashamed that Saskatchewan would even sign him. That, that because... was another point. This, this, the Riders are not, 
uh, faultless on this either. The, the writers' organization should get smacked well, around think, for this one. Why do you think? Why do you think Zach Kolaris didn't play in the preseason? Because he couldn't. Because they didn't want him to get hurt, <clears throat> and they know how fragile he is. So that's my take on it. You guys can agree or disagree, but I think he did it intentionally. And he should be fine, and he should be suspended at least one game. The other thing that came up a lot this week, I tend to agree with. Okay, so if Simone Lawrence um, appeals this, and the PA represents him, what does that say to Zach Claris? Because he's also a member of the PA. Right, but according to Canadian labor law, the, the PA has to represent Simone Lawrence, okay? Sure. Because he is the he is the one that's being charged. According to Canadian labor law, he doesn't. They do not re- represent Zach Caleros. The company has to re- uh, represent Zach, which would be the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Canadian Football League. Yeah, but Zach Caleros is also part of the PA, so they're going to represent the guy who did the hitting. And not the guy who got hurt. To me, That's if I'm correct. Zach Kolaris, to me, if I'm Zach Kolaris, I don't even want to be a member of the Players Association anymore because they're not going to protect me. But what can the Players Association do for Zach Kolaris at this point in time? Nothing. Not, nothing. If if they didn't represent Simone Lawrence and he went and got a lawyer. What could the PA do? They're going to throw all their support behind Zach Caleros. What could they do? Nothing. There's no right. representing so Zach Caleros at this point in time. So I if that's a they should do, point. I think they should. I think they should do nothing. Period. But that's against the law. Okay. As a union, as a union, you have to represent your members. It's Canadian labor law stipulates it. it, it it's part of the. It, They'd be charged if they couldn't. Simone Lawrence could sue them and win. To me, it just doesn't make sense. But that's just me. I mean, it's even stupider in BC where we have one insurance company representing both parties. Their goal is to make everybody at fault so they don't they can raise everybody's premiums. That's even worse. That's right. And I mean, and if you want to take the CBA one step further. I I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I heard the reason what the feedback for Ottawa, Jonathan, is it Jonathan Rose? Yes, Jonathan Rose. Why he didn't lose any game time was because the CBA expired, and this is a new CBA, so all they had to give them money or a fine. I can believe that was what I heard this week, which in my mind is just total bullshit once again. Anyways, you got to protect the players. It's that simple. Got to pick. You got to protect the officials. Yeah, absolutely. They're not getting so paid you, we, to get hit. So, so, so you can beat up an official. Your mic's not working well. Will, your mic's not working. What do you mean my mic's not working? We didn't hear a word you, can't you just hear said. Me? Can't hear you. Oh, Every so often you just disappear. Internet, fuck it up. 
Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can. can. Hear you now. Okay. So, where was my thought process? You had um, a thought. Sorry. So, so you can so you can beat up an official and not yeah. get any fine. You can end a guy's career and you get a two game suspension. What is wrong yep. with that? You see what? Well, wrong hang with on, that? hang on. I I think you're being very flippant about this. Because I don't think Simone Lawrence uh, ended Zach Caleros's career. Zach Caleros didn't have a career. Okay, well, he shouldn't have been playing football okay, this year. Fine, so this one fine. particular hit didn't do it. Was it the hit before? The one before? Was it in high school, college? Where? That's why no concussion lawsuit has ever succeeded. Is because you can't take a reference point as to when this started. You can't say right. what team it was on or what what league you were in or what, <laughs> what age group. Peewee football, you could have got a concussion, and that started all of this. So you can't say Simone Lawrence ended the career of Zach Caleros because, quite oh, frankly, that's, so that's bullshit. He didn't end the career, but he hit him in the head, okay? Without and he question, got a with his shoulder. And he got a two-game two suspension, and the guy who beat up the referee got nothing. Like, yeah. What's wrong? The guy with that? that did it, the guy that hit the referee did it on purpose. That was malicious. Uh-huh. There was malice in uh-huh. that. Uh huh. Anyways, it's just bullshit. I don't know. It is one hundred percent. But but what can we say? We said a lot. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add to this? Simone Lawrence two game suspension. Mark, do you agree with it? I don't have an issue with the suspension. It is they're trying to the CFL is trying to say they're trying to get rid of headshots. This is what they're gonna to have to do. Oh I still so, myself so he's a patsy? Every commissioner in the history of the CFL has been a patsy. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about Simone Lawrence. They're all patsies. That's all it is. It's just a mess. He's he's a fall guy. He's a fall guy. So if you're saying that the league is setting an example of Simone Lawrence, then you're really, he's the victim. He's being victimized then. Well, somebody has to be, right? Mm. Somebody has to be the fall guy eventually with these hits. So you're okay with the two-game suspension? Are you okay if it gets uh, reduced to one? The two-game t- is a little extreme. I get it why they did it. The two-game is a little extreme. I'd be okay if it went to one. I wouldn't have a problem with one game. Will, Will, two-game ex- uh, suspension, you okay with that? Do you think it's justified? Um, did the CFL get it right? No, I think I think I think it's excessive. He should have been fined and had a one-game suspension. Okay, so if he got a one-game suspension and he appealed it and it went straight to a fine, would you have been okay with that? No. No. I think he should have had at least one-game suspension. So he's going to end up with one-game suspension. He's going to take a. This is going to go to a appeal to arbitration, and he's going to get reduced from two to one because that's what always yep. happens. The, yep, the precedent right. set on that one. So you're you're okay with him getting a two game suspension and being reduced to one? 
That's your thought, then. I'm good okay. with that. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I, I think the two-game suspension was an abuse of authority. Uh, it, it set no example. Uh, not when you have a, a, a hit on Madhu that is far more violent. And, uh, no, it, it, I mean, it's a travesty. It's an absolute travesty what the CFL just did. They, they, if they cannot get consistency across the league in the same week, what the hell are they doing? No, I'm sorry. I, different, I, you're comparing two different situations. Madhu what? is a running back. Okay, okay? so then what? What he about does, the other hit? Who was it on? Who was? Who got hit? Was it Trevor Harris? Fall down. He doesn't fall down. He drives straight ahead. Yes, he had been wrapped up, and he hit him when he was wrapped up. But that happens all the time with running backs. What? It's okay. Well, who was the other quarterback that got taken out? Was it Mazzoli? Um, I don't know. Who there was got another taken hit. Out? There was another hit on a quarterback. Another headshot on a quarterback, and he got fined and for did it. That, who was it? Who, who was that? I don't know. Or didn't get fined for it. I don't know which quarterback you're talking about. Sure. It might have I been watched Harris, all the games. Two players find after week one action. What is going on here? Hamilton Tiger cast offensive back Delvin Bro was for a, a late and unnecessary hit on William Powell. There was another quarterback that got hit because I saw it somewhere else. And it didn't get fined or suspended. Didn't even get looked at. Oh, God. I saw it somewhere. Okay. Never mind. I'm sure somebody out there will let us know or hopefully. Okay, let's put Simone Lawrence to bed and uh, time to move on. And I don't want to talk about this anymore. I hope it goes away. It's not going to go away. It's going to go to appeal, and we're going to have to talk about it again. (coughs) The Riders have reached out to Kevin Glenn about returning to play. Do you think he will return at some point in time? Kevin Glenn point blank said, I'm retired. No. Not interested. Now, is he not interested because it's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and they don't have an O-line to protect their quarterback? And he doesn't want to look like Zach Caleros? Or is he really officially retired after 18 seasons? William, start us off. Yeah, he he doesn't care if it's Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan tried to cheap out on money by offering him backup quarter money. He's not going to be the backup quarterback in Saskatchewan. And I'm not going to take credit for this prediction because I heard it on the waggle today. Davis Sanchez says, after this week, the Saskatchewan Riders will offer Kevin Glenn a bucket of money and he will come back and play. He's not a okay. stupid guy. Kevin, Kevin Glenn's not a stupid guy. He knows all about dollars and cents. And they're going to have to offer, they're going to have to offer him at least three hundred k to come back. And if they do, he will come back. Well, I think they should offer him at least three hundred, three hundred fifty k. He's going to be their number one quarterback. Apparently, they offered him one hundred and eighty k, and he's not coming back for that kind of money because he knows he's going to be the starter. Yeah. No, I agree with that one. 
make offer him a lot more money. Yeah, no doubt there. Mark, what's your thoughts on Kevin Glenn coming back? Hard to hard to say well, anything to what Will just said. Well, no, and Will's right. I had re- heard about that too. Um, he's not coming back to Saskatchewan for 180. He's not going anywhere for 180. He wouldn't stay in Winnipeg because we weren't going to give him starter money. And he deserves starter money. He's a starter. Even if, yeah, if you're the starting quarterback, what are they? This isn't last year's Saskatchewan Rough Riders, apparently. This is becoming interesting in a hurry, watching them. He was there, what, was it three years ago he was there? Something like that. Two years ago. Two years ago. He was in Edmonton last year. He was in Saskatchewan the year before. Okay. That's that's right. So he's looking at it, and he's going, oh, same coaches. Oh, same old line. Um, no, you're not without. He'll go back for 300, 350. Of course he would. He'd be nuts not to. That's it. He's, he'll come back if the money's there. And I think they should offer him the money in a hurry. The sooner the better for him. Because I think Dickinson will get one... He'll get one year grace because of all the mess that Jones left them in with all the assistant coaches and everything else. So he's safe. But the fans won't stick around long. They'll get pissed. And then and then think about it this way. What happens if this week another starter gets taken out? Bidding war. Then then you have a bidding war for Kevin. Yes, you get on top of that one, Kevin Glenn. So, there you go. Yeah, no, no, it's 100%. I mean, well, we do know that Darian Durant keeps saying that he's ready to play. <laughs> Come on, that was funny. And and he would take a hundred and eighty grand because he's got seventy from Winnipeg last year. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I wonder how much of a signing bonus he's gonna ask for. He wouldn't get a nickel. <laughs> There's not a team in the league that would give him a nickel. Saskatchewan might, but I doubt it. I I think I mean point blank, Saskatchewan said they're not interested. Or was that under Chris Jones? Oh, that was Craig Reynolds no, said that. that. Was, yeah, that was Craig Reynolds said it. They're not interested, and then they give him a phone call in a hurry. So, he'll get a phone call. Darian Durant. Yeah, I think he might. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, quarterback God. coach, maybe. Quarterback coach. Playing quarterback coach. So I've got a question for you there. Okay, Let, let's just say Darian Durant comes back as a playing coach. Okay, is that what you're talking about? Is that what you said, Mark? Yep. Mm-hmm. Does his wage go against the, the player's salary cap, or does it go against the management salary cap? 
As I was as I was saying it, I was thinking that I don't know. Maybe when the defense is on the field, you get the coach's salary, and when you're on the field with the offense, you get the quarterback salary. Hmm. Would be interesting, wouldn't it? The only one I've ever known to do it as a quarterback was Bud Grant. That was a long time ago, and we didn't have salary <laughs> caps. A long time ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If one, if we lose another quarterback next week, I don't care what team it is on, it's going to get really interesting. And and God forbid, we don't want that to happen. We do not want a quarterback to go down anywhere. But, you know, you could look at it as uh, what's Toronto going to do if uh, – James Franklin doesn't perform worse shit. Or Antonio Pipkin. I don't know. Okay. Anything else you guys got to say here? Will? No, go ahead. No, I'm good. Okay. We guys got to kind of live with me here a little bit because we're, we're going to run out of things to talk about maybe. <laughs> Not. Uh, ticket sales from this season's Touchdown Atlantic continue to struggle. Did they overprice the tickets for the event? And is it damaging for the Halifax team's prospects? Sometimes Charles just challenges challenges me with these questions. Okay, so my understanding is they have lowered the ticket price for Touchdown Atlantic to $50 for Father's Day special, and it will remain that at that that level. Now there's a whole there's a big revolt going on for the people who bought the tickets at a hundred and some odd dollars each to know that the guy right sitting right beside him is going to be charged fifty dollars for the ticket. So are they going to end up having to refund some people some money, or is this like there's no price guarantee, there's no nothing in here, just too freaking bad that you were stupid enough to buy your ticket too early? I don't know. And does this damage the Halifax team's prospects? I don't think that. Halifax team has any prospects. So uh, it's dead in the water. They they can't they don't have a stadium. Where is this going to happen? Okay, so um that's my take on this one. Mark. Ticket sales are struggling on Touchdown Atlantic. Were they overpriced to start with? And what do you think of the new price? What do you think about the tickets buyers who have already bought tickets? Uh, for the buyers that already bought tickets, whatever, this happens all the time. It'll end up being a sellout anyway, even if it's just a paper sellout. Or here, you know, like they've done it, uh, Grey Cups in Toronto, where you buy a pizza and you get a ticket. Yeah. Basically is what they'll end up doing. $80 for a college stadium... And you want people to watch the two worst, last year's two worst teams in the CFL for 80 bucks, And that's up at the top end of it. It's, that, that's insane to even think that people were going to buy it that far out with very little fanfare. And I, I kind of put this on the CFL, too. I would assume that they would help promote this, and they really aren't promoting much. It's 
it's not going to work. It's going to end up being the paper sellout. People are going to be pissed. I feel really bad for the Atlantic Schooner group that we're with now. Those guys, they really want a team. But there's nowhere to play, and the stadium that they're talking about seats 12,000 people. Uh, On a good day. Yeah. I think it's like 8,000, isn't it? And they say they can expand it to twelve. Something like that. Yeah, it's like this is ridiculous. I just hope the CFL doesn't end up with massive egg on their face on this. Well, they will. The, they not have. even the franchise. Not even the franchise. Just the game. You know, because we've talked about it before that you look historically, the the crowds went down throughout the Touchdown Atlantic series. The crowds got smaller every year. Yeah, and now you're going to charge people eighty bucks. Yeah, fifty dollars isn't bad. It's not great either. It'd probably be better to do it at thirty-five or forty, but then they're not going to make any money, which is why they're there. So, is it, are just, they there I to make money? I thought they were there to try to show that the, there's fan support because no, they're the, not the showing there's fan there. support. Yeah, no, the the fans are definitely not supporting this because they don't know what to support. Now I've been following it a little bit on the um, Atlantic Schooner page, and they're having to dig and ask and pry just to get any information. They're trying to talk to their counselors, all that stuff, and they can get nothing. And I think the CFL should be helping to promote this, don't you? Of course they should. It's one of their games. Have you heard anything about it from the CFL? So should the Argos, and so should the Alouettes. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no We've heard nothing from any of them. No, there's no promotion at all. How are you going to sell tickets this far out with no promo at all? It's just blowing up in their faces in a hurry. Go ahead, William. I know you love talking about this stuff. You know, I don't really care. And I think I have the same attitude as people on the East Coast. They don't really care. It took you haven't done that in a while. What? You know what? It took you long enough. You know, I. Why are we even talking about this? This is such a moot point. This is at this point in time. This whole Halifax thing is not going to happen. And we're the CFL is going to look like morons because it's not going to happen. And and I think they would be better off spending their dollars on promoting the CFL in Mexico and Puerto Rico and Germany and the UK and so on and so forth. Because I don't think there's any interest in Halifax. There's nobody who has the money to show interest in Halifax. And, uh, you know, $50 a game, $80 a game. I'm a football fan, so if I lived out there, I would probably pay money to go see that game. But... The majority of people are not going to. Hang on, Will. We're football fans. 
I was thinking about flying yeah. back to Touchdown Atlantic. To, okay, thinking about it, that plane ticket is going to cost me seven or eight hundred bucks. Never mind a hotel and everything else. I, there's difference between fifty dollars and eighty dollars does not justify staying home. No. The, the reason why I'm not flying back to Touchdown Atlantic, you want to know what the real reason that I'm not going back there for that game is? <laughs> no, what's the real reason? It's Toronto and Montreal. Well, that's part of it. Who who the hell in their right mind would pay any money to see those two teams play? Uh, it depends. Maybe you have some starving fans there that are dying to see live football, and and they're going to go. Yeah, but that's not that's not us flying out there. No, I realize that, and I would never fly out there for something like that. I've I've flown to Halifax, and it is not a fun trip. Okay. And, and that's why there can't be a team back there. There's no air flights there. You can't get there from Western Canada without some milk run. I'm surprised well, we don't have to go to the UK first. You know, it was funny because about, oh, five or six years ago, before my father passed away, he lived in Nova Scotia, and he was dying, and I had thought about flying out there, to be honest with you, and I decided at the last minute not to, and I would have literally been in airports for almost 24 hours, and it just didn't it just didn't work and it never has worked. So it's also a logistical nightmare. I think they would, you would have to charter a plane for most teams to get out there in my mind. Yep. But BC would for sure. Yeah. They'd have to. You're looking at what? 10, 11 hours flying. Well, in reality, it's a five-hour uh, five flight from Vancouver to Toronto. Okay? That's okay, like so nonstop hours. Vancouver to Toronto. And that's if you can get a connecting flight from Toronto to Halifax. And can you imagine trying to move an entire football team's equipment? Yeah. How much would get lost? You know, and I, I think what they would have to do is they would have to plan it in the schedule. So, like the far away Western teams, like BC, even Calgary, you would go on a three-game road trip to Toronto, Hamilton, and and Halifax. Okay, and you could you could somewhat fix that by doing that. It, yeah, it's it's never a good thing for football players to stay on the road. I, I know everybody says that oh, it's a it's a great bonding thing for the team to you know to to spend the week and practice in some faraway university and 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 get to to roommate with your buddies here and, and no, it's never a good idea. None of that's ever a good idea to do that. Okay, it just doesn't work. It it's no. Shake my head. I don't know. Hey, Mark, do you have any comment on this, or did you go on this one already? No, I'm done with this one. I think we can put 
hopefully put this to bed for a while. Okay. So let's, uh, we're going to go to the last segment, and then we're going to jump backwards, and then we're going to go play somewhere else if we have to. Uh, Craig Dickinson announced that Cody Fajardo as the week two starter, despite Austin having better. Is he the right choice? Who's Austin? Is that Austin Hart? No, it's Isaac Harker was his name, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. We'll stop it. He's sending bad messages. Okay. So, um, Craig Dickinson announcing to Cody Fajardo is the starter. Is this a good idea? I don't know about that. I have one thing to say about this. But the story is floating around, and if it goes public, he'll have to finish his career in Saskatchewan. Have you ever been to Saskatchewan? I haven't. Fucking blow, Spence. Fucking blow, Spence. Haven't played that one in a while, have we? Okay. So, uh, Cody Fajardo. Well, he took the number one team's reps all week, so you have to start the guy, okay? He is your number two guy. And Isaac Harker, even though he showed up pretty good last week, uh, he's gonna he's, he's new. You can't just do that, throw him in there like that. That's it's not a good thing. We did that to uh, Jonathan Jennings. It was terrible. Um, actually, it turned out really well, but that's beside the point. Um William, Cody Fajardo, starting quarterback in Saskatchewan, over Isaac Harker. Do you agree with this? Well, you know what? I I did see Cody Fajardo in the exhibition game here in Calgary. And uh, he actually looked better than I thought he was going to look, but it was an exhibition game. And I'm thinking in training camp, he was the second-string quarterback, obviously, because he's got more experience than the rookie guy. I mean, the rookie guy went in last game because he didn't have a choice, and he played well. And, you know, you got to give him credit because he was kind of thrown to the fire, and he performed. Will he do that as a starter? We don't know. And I think they should put Fajardo in, but I think they should put him on a short lease. leash. And it doesn't matter what they do, because next week they're going to be looking for a quarterback. Guaranteed. That's about Can't all argue. I got to say. Cannot argue with that. Mark? His lease, his lease is really short. Um, there really isn't a leash because Dickinson's also said that Harker will be playing. They're using both quarterbacks throughout the game. So who knows? Maybe we'll get Bennett in there too and we can get the Chris Jones thing going where you have three quarterbacks for all three downs. Cool. Yeah. I honestly think they should give Bennett a long look. He's got some experience in the CFL. He did play a little bit last year. He, of course, plays in the exhibition. But he's also out in the field with special teams. So you have a guy that can help you in a couple of different ways there. Um, Fajardo's okay. We've always said he's, yeah, he's okay. 
He's a backup quarterback that's been, because of injury, thrust in. He may look good at the start, but without a running game, they have to get the running game going, and then I think he'd be fine. It's interesting that Dickinson said they have set plays for uh, Harker. But he's also going to go on the field of the game. But they do have a set package for Harker. So they are game planning both of them. Hmm. That's kind of scary. Well, it is in a way because if Fiordo's hot, well, we're going to put Harker in now. Because he's going to be expecting his playing time now. And he can't know the offense that well. He can't do that. That's really it's about it. It's hard to talk about this one for a long time. William, you talked on this one already? I think I started with you. Yeah, you did. Okay. Uh, I I think it's... Yeah, it's it's just a dumb idea. So how, how can we argue with that? It's just a dumb idea. Saskatchewan needs a quarterback. They needed a quarterback at free agency, and they didn't go get one. We all said back in February that they're going to lose that Caleros, and it wasn't a matter of if, it was when. So for them to not have a competent backup plan or even to have a plan A that didn't include Zach Caleros, I don't understand what this team is is doing. I seriously don't know what this team is doing. It makes no sense. Zero sense. Scary as it is. Okay, so we've got the T-San, sorry, Nissan Titans power rankings justify the hype. Okay. In the number one power ranking position, we have the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Record is 1-0. and oh. Last week they were in second place. They have moved up into first place. Do we believe that that positioning is justified? I'm going to start with Will. Yes. We do. Simple answer, you're just going to say yes. Where were they? In BC. At the beginning. No, no. Where were they at the beginning of the season in the power rankings? Second. How many spots did they move up? Yeah. One. They won their game. They won their game. Calgary lost their game. They should be in first. They they won their game against probably the hardest opponent that lost. Sure. Without discussing it, I'll I'll agree with you. Okay. Sure they did. Okay. Mark. And of course, Winnipeg should be number one. <laughs> they went into a place they don't normally win. They don't no. have a great record in BC. No. It's been better the last couple of years, but overall they don't have a good record playing in BC. And the scoreboard only shows 10 points. But when you do 150 yards in rushing alone, you hold the other team to four rushing yards. It's almost a domination. Oh, hang on. You didn't hold BC to four yards. 
BC held themselves to four yards. <laughs> it shows on the stat line as Bombard's defense allowed four yards rushing. I understand <laughs> that, but and if they rushed the ball twenty times and they got four yards, I'd go. I'd, I'd be down on my hands and knees praying to the Winnipeg defense as they they are the ultimate god football team here. <laughs> but when you only rush the ball, what twice, four times? Four times. Four times. Four times. Four you yards. get four yards. I have no response. Run the fucking ball, Jackson. Okay, sorry. Okay. Yeah, Winnipeg's in first place for a reason. They should be. Saskatchewan, our Calgary Stampeders dropped one position into second with an 0-1 record. Despite losing much of their starting defense, it was the offense that lagged in the rare season opening loss to the Ottawa Red Blacks. Mitchell failed to generate a point in the second half as the Stamps couldn't take advantage of four Dominic Davis interceptions. Minor setback, Grey Cup hangover, or crack in the armor? Time will tell. Will, starting off with you again. This is your team. You watched the game. Who was it? Was it yeah, the well, defense? Was it the offense? Was Who was it? What was it? Was did 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 Superman lose his cape? Um, it it was a team thing. It was a team once thing once again. Uh, so that it's a team loss, but it's a Bo Levi Mitchell win. Is that what you're telling me? No, it's a it's a team thing. Okay, once again, you can say exactly what you said about BC. They didn't run the ball. They didn't run the ball. Even both. Even Bo Levi Mitchell isn't going to throw the ball if he doesn't run the ball because they all pin their ears back. Um, and as far as the four, four turnovers go or four interceptions, the Stampeders did take advantage because they got 21 points off of the four turnovers. So, but yeah, the, uh, offense, the offense was anemic in the second half. They were up. They were up 20, and actually it started before the second half. It started in the second quarter. They were up 21 to 6. Stampeder teams, when they're up 21 to 6, don't lose the game ever. But that happened. In this case, in this case they did. And uh-huh. That happened. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, when you turn around and you sign uh, – Jabbar Westerman, you know you're in trouble, okay? You know you're in trouble. <laughs> and, and the only the only reason the only reason the stamps aren't gonna go lower in the power rankings next week is because they're not playing. Okay? Oh so I, I don't in my in, in, in my mind in my mind they can't move down this week because they're not playing. Um but lots of things are going to have to happen with them in the BC game to make me a believer. So, and I'm and I'm not going to tell you uh, that it's not going to get better because it's the CFL and it can get better. Okay, um, you know, once again, for example, Winnipeg could cruise through the whole season and win all these games, but have the same problem the Stampeders had last year. The last four games of the year don't mean anything, and it's going to be—they won't be able to win. 
So, so I, I'm thinking what's going to happen with the Stampeders is they're they're going to have to wait for some uh, NFL cuts in September before they really solidify things. And their defensive line is a problem. I don't think their offensive line is a problem. I think I think the offensive line was a problem because they've got a couple of new guys in there and they don't have an identity yet and that will change, trust me. And the worst thing you can do is give the Stampeders a bye week a week after they lose because they're going to do everything to win the next game. Guarantee it. Can they? I don't know. But yeah, they're they're fine where they they should have moved down. I'm surprised they only moved down one spot, to be honest with you. So I think maybe if yeah, I, I don't know why they only moved one spot. I think they should have moved a couple. Oh you think the O line did a good job in that, that that game, eh? No, I didn't say that. Oh you did. You didn't think the that o- they were bad. I did. I said the old line will get better. Okay. The old three line will sacks. get better. They had three sacks. Yeah, but Ottawa sacked Bo Levi Mitchell three times. Has again, he been sacked three times in his entire again, career? No, he hasn't. But once again, when you run the ball nine times, you got these defensive linemen who are saying, okay, I'm just going to pin my fucking ears back. And, and go after the quarterback. And they can do that. And that's what happens. There's a reason for the running back. And I've been saying that for five years. And this is the first year you've ever agreed with me. Oh, no, 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 no. I agree all the time on this. You have to run the ball. The The run sets up the pass. That is correct. This is Look not at rocket Winnipeg. Size. Look at Winnipeg. They had an ordinary quarterback, okay, but he didn't have to be extraordinary because they ran the football very well, by the way. But when Bo Levi Mitchell looked his absolute best, John Cornish was your running back. He got the ball okay. more times than anybody else in the league, and he set up the pass. Yeah, but what's his name running back now? And I, I have a hard time with his name because it's ordinary. He had a 5.6-yard last year. Yes, he had a 5.6-yard leverage last year, which is not bad. Not bad. Not I mean, bad one, of my biggest, one of my biggest scares way back when Dave Dickinson came over, came, took over was that he wasn't going to run the ball. And And – I don't know, maybe he went into a a stupid moment last week and decided not to run the ball. It was just like wow. And and I you talk to talk to any offensive lineman and they would rather run block any day of the week than pass. Oh ball. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course they get to smash both football. They get to hit somebody. That's correct. There you go. It, it's man on man. It's that simple. pass defense is just trying to protect your quarterback. Run defense has uh-huh. knocked the guy's teeth out. Right. And I mean, I will fault Bo Levi with one with one thing. And actually, I don't know if you can fault Bo. You can fault uh, Dave Dickinson for something longer 
there is something shorter than a 40-yard pass, okay? Okay. His percentage anyway. rates, his completion ratio wasn't very good. No, it was 50-something. 59, yeah. But he did have a 50-yard pass. Uh-huh. I don't know how many yak yards were in that, but anyhow. He gets some of those on a regular basis. The Stampeders have a speedy receiving core this year. Speedy, speedy receiving core. Yeah. So but that's where you get a lot of yak enough, yards. Will he have enough time to uh, throw the ball? We'll see. That's the question. That's what I've always asked. If Bo gets pressure, he can't deliver the ball. He, he yeah, doesn't know but, how to, he and, doesn't know how if, to deal with and that. If, and I, I guarantee you, if you talk to any coach in the CFL, you know how you beat Mike Riley? You're in his face all the time. Wow, he so still you wins. You can say that about any quarterback. You can say that about any quarterback. When Mike Riley gets harassed, he doesn't win. I I don't agree with that. He was harassed nonstop okay. last year. He still won the, the the passing title. He was still the number one passer in the CFL last year. Okay. Right, and, and and you you cannot tell me that Edmonton had an O line last year. And oh, they didn't win football games the, because their defense. And was. and what is the most important stat in the CFL? Wins. Thank you. And who makes you didn't wins? Make the playoffs. Do you the quarter? The playoffs hey, hang on. Do quarterbacks make wins? No, the team does. But the quarterback is part of the team. Of course it is. Okay. So the quarterback's doing his job. The receivers are doing his job. The O-line wasn't doing their job, but the quarterback still did his job despite the fact he didn't have an O-line. Why did they lose football games? I mean, Edmonton was one of the highest scoring teams in the league, and they, they didn't make the playoffs. Because they didn't win. They didn't have a defense. They scored. More points were scored on them than they they were allowed to score. They were able to score. I mean, go to the standings for last year. It was terrible. Absolutely awful. They 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 let in more. They were almost as the amount of points that BC did. Only Montreal, Toronto, and BC allowed more points than Edmonton. Montreal and Toronto. Uh-huh. Everybody else was – even Hamilton <laughs> would have beat Edmonton on that. Points for and against. Hamilton beat Edmonton. Okay. Enough of this bullshit. Mark, did you go on this one? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> did he go home? No, I'm right here. <laughs> uh, the Will's right. Calgary should have actually dropped behind Edmonton. I think they, they've kept Calgary up there based on it's Calgary. It's the system. It's everything else. Well, Edmonton went lights out last week. 
and still got the same guys going forward right now. They should be ahead of Calgary, I think. If you really look at it and call it power rankings, Edmonton showed a hell of a lot more power than Calgary did, so I would flip-flop them. And, Will, just for Todd, I'm supposed to make fun of your Calgary defense. So, you know, it's not going to help them going forward with Bo Levi on his ass all game if it's like that more often. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm sure Todd is Brennan's cousin. <laughs> what do you think, Possible. CJ? Should they flip? Who? Who are we flipping? Edmonton, Edmonton and Calgary. No. No? No. No, I can't do that yet. Let, let's let's watch this week and, and see how Edmonton does against BC. And if Edmonton destroys BC, then, uh, yeah, I would flip them. But I, I, I think – I don't think so. You might flip three and four next, but we'll see what happens there. Third place was the Edmonton Eskimos. Last week they were in fifth. They moved up two spots into third, knocking back both the BC Lions and the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Do you believe that this was justified, Mark? Push a little unmute button. Definitely justified. Yeah, definitely think it was justified. They 600 yards of offense. Oh yeah. Now they still have, they still have that defense, but but it was against Montreal. Yeah. Oh no, agreed, agreed. But Montreal, on paper anyway, has a damn good defense. They got a lot of good defensive players there. Mhm. So, they it was one of their better games I've seen them play. Like that, their defense obviously is suspect, but the offense—if they're going to get 600 yards a game—they can overcome a bad defense. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I think it was justified too. I mean, ah, it—it was against. It was against Montreal, but Montreal was in that game right until 2.03 of the fourth quarter. So I, right. I so would guess Edmonton does, played good. Does that, what does that say? Did they not play well, well enough to walk away? Shouldn't they have just walked away from Montreal? Shouldn't it have been a sound <sighs> thrashing and it wasn't? It was a sound thrashing, and I think maybe – Edmonton figured the game was over and it wasn't. And that can happen. Right? In the beginning of the season, especially. There's no lead is safe. We all know that. Well, yeah, that's true, but I wouldn't have said that last year. So, you know. It's once again, first week of the season. I don't think you can read a lot into a lot of these things. I really don't. 
realistically, you, know, you can how, never how, anything into power rankings. Right, and how effective how effective is Winnipeg tomorrow if, sorry, heaven forbid, Andrew Harris gets hurt? You think? I, I, I'm, and I've never, and you know this, Christopher, because he was in BC for a while, I've never been an Andrew Harris fan up until the last two years. He gets better as he gets older. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 you can't argue that. I mean, he's, he's an amazing... It helps. Okay. So we got top rankings of Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, BC, Hamilton... Ottawa, who actually beat Calgary, is in sixth place, but they're up from eighth. Toronto didn't play. They're in seventh. Saskatchewan is dropped a spot to eighth, actually dropped two spots to eighth. And then Montreal is in last place, which they were there last year, last week, and they did not move up. They did, They got beat. But they do have their quarterback, so as a power ranking, should they be not higher than Saskatchewan, who does not have a quarterback? What do you think of the bottom? Mark? Go to Will. I'll be right back. Oh, sorry about that. Will, I'm going Um, to you. Okay. The bottom? Who's on the bottom now? Saskatchewan? No, Montreal's still there. Montreal's still there. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with Montreal still being there. Is Saskatchewan seventh, or what are they? Saskatchewan is eight. Hmm. Eight. And, yeah, they should be there, too. Toronto is in seventh. Well, Toronto didn't even play, so. They I didn't mean, move. Right, so they're fine there. But I think uh, that eighth spot is going to go back in. Well, no, I think after next week, the eighth spot will be Saskatchewan permanently. And please forward all your emails to Christopher Jones when I say that, okay? I don't read hate mail. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I kind of forward everything over to Mark, so you might as well send it directly to Mark. Oh, Okay. There you go. Send it to Mark. He's our yeah, man. Send it to Mark. Yeah. He's he's the, he's the, he's got the shitty job. He deals with all the people that nobody else wants to. Okay. Uh, what are we doing here? I'm back. I'm back. You're back. Good. Okay. Go ahead. So, what do you think of those uh, power rankings? The bottom parts, they're fine. I really can't see anything flipping there. You can't move Toronto. Saskatchewan looked, I guess, better than Montreal. Those two, I think, are going to flip-flop all season, especially now. Ottawa and Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton looked a lot better than Ottawa did, and they got a lot stronger of a quarterback. So I wouldn't change the bottom. And power rankings are... Cannon fodder really all season long. It's just one person's opinion. 
but it does make for fun arguments. Okay. So we really got nothing else to do on power rankings there. Let's go to – oh, we did Craig Dickinson. Hang on here. I've got – let's talk about Kevin Bland. I know we've kind of talked about him twice already in the show. Let's talk about him again because we were had him at the end of the um, podcast last show, and we didn't get to him. And it had to do with do we believe that Kevin Bland is – Hall of Fame worthy. Do we even go to this question right now, now that there's a possibility that he could be back playing again? (laughs) Or do we just keep uh, knowing that after 18 seasons, we've seen enough about Kevin Glenn to know that uh, he's uh, either not worthy of going into the Hall or he's definitely going to be called to the Hall. I, I, to me, he's had he's had a great career. Has it been awesome? No. But you you cannot play in a professional league for 18 straight years by not being good. You've got to be good enough to play for 18 years. There's not many quarterbacks get to play for 18 years. I mean. How many can you name? Three? Seriously. I'm going to start with Mark here because I know what I think I know what Will's answer is on this one. Mark, what do you think? Is Kevin Glenn worthy of a Hall of Fame induction? I have a hard his, time his putting him in the Hall of Fame. His years were in Winnipeg. They definitely were. I have a hard time putting him in the Hall of Fame. When you look at the entire body, yes, he played 18 years. But in that 18 years, did he win any yardage um, titles? No. Did he win any awards? No. Which awards did he get? Uh, Tom Payton Award. Tom Payton Award. Okay. Did he get any... Go ahead. It's rings. Like, the Hall of Fame isn't for very good players. Kevin Glenn was very good. But it's for the best of the best. Or it's supposed to be anyway. For the best of the best. Do you put Kevin Glenn up with the best of the best quarterbacks in the history of the CFL? I don't know if I can. I don't really put in the having to win a great cup championship in that because you look at a guy like Milt Stiegel easily one of the best receivers in the history of the league never won one but he also won a ton of awards and had set records while he was playing Kevin Glenn has done none of that he's a very good quarterback very good but he's not one of them. But to me, he's not one of the best. So I really okay. have a hard time putting, putting he, him in. He's number six on the all-time passing list. Behind Anthony Calvillo, Damon Allen, Henry Burris, Ricky Ray, and Danny McManus. All in based, the Hall of Fame. Based on Danny McManus years, is in the Hall of Fame. 
based on 18 years. How many years did McManus play? I don't know. How many did Henry Burris play? Some of these guys get into the Hall of Fame based on longevity. Damon Allen. We already know he's not one of your favorites. No. He got into the Hall of Fame based on playing, what, 21 years? Of course yep. you're going to have stats. If you can't build stats from 18 to 21 years, you're not a good quarterback at all. He's a very good quarterback. Yeah. I just don't know if I put him with the best of the best in the history of the league. I really don't. Well, I mean, Anthony Calvillo, Damon Allen, Henry Burst, Kiray, Danny McManus, Kevin Glenn, Ron Lancaster, and Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon did not play in the CFL. It was, what's his name, The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, you mean? Dwayne Johnson, that was it. Yeah, 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 that was his name. Dwayne, Dwight, just call him The Rock. You know what I mean, though, 18 to 21 years, you're going to have stats. But that doesn't mean you're one of the best. It means you lasted the longest. And reality is he only played 17 years because he didn't play a single down last year. He did a good job of standing there. Talking he to dressed the for 18 games. He dressed for 18 games. Does he have a single stat of the season? No. Not one. He didn't even play in an exhibition game. Now, I realize he's behind Mike Riley in Edmonton, so you're not going to play. But he didn't even play in garbage time. So, I I don't think he's had a Hall of Fame-worthy career. He's had a very good career. And I think Will, I know what Will is going to say, too, so let's go to him. What am I going to say? I... Okay, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame just because he was in the league for 18 years. There's got to be a reason he was in the league for 18 years. Whenever any team had a quarterback problem, whether it be injury or whether they didn't have a decent starter, Kevin Glenn's name was always in the conversation. I guarantee it. Okay, so to me that says he's a great quarterback. Now we'll go back to Christopher's thoughts on team and player, okay? So did Kevin Glenn not have more success because he wasn't on very good teams? Is the Hall of Fame based on the teams you played on or how good of a player you were? Because I do believe that in the right situation, Kevin Glenn would have, well, the situation he had in Winnipeg, he would have won the Great Cup if he hadn't broken his arm. I guarantee it. Okay? I can't say that, but I'm going to guarantee it anyways. And how would his career have looked differently if he had won the Great Cup in Winnipeg? If he had won the Great Cup in Winnipeg, there was no way they couldn't get they could get rid of him, Mark. No way whatsoever. 
They got rid of Kerry and Joseph in Saskatchewan after winning the Grey Cup. Yeah, that's Saskatchewan. Got rid of Marcus Crandall oh, after winning the Grey Cup in Calgary. Glenn would have been a god here if he won the Grey Cup. You can't. You can't. Kevin Glenn would have been in Winnipeg for the next five years if he had a won a cup. Okay. Agreed. Um, he'd still be. He'd still be. I'm just you know, pointing out that other other food. quarterbacks have been fired the next year after winning a Grey Cup. Okay. I, 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 Sean Sean Salisbury is a perfect example, right, Mark? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Well, he held um, out. Right, he held out and went to the NFL. And yeah, um, I, I think he will be in the hall eventually. Is he going to be a first round ballot guy? Definitely not. Okay. Ten years from now, will he make it into the Hall of Fame? Maybe. We'll see. But I think he should be in there. Just. For, I mean, if you base the Hall of Fame on playing and players, then he's got the yards to back it up. Okay. Um, for some reason, he was just the uh, – he's always been the Eeyore of the CFL. He was never anybody's first pick. But if you needed a quarterback, he was the guy. So, to me, that says something as a player. So I would I would vote for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Christopher, I think he's a, a Hall of Famer. I, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, he should have had a Grey Cup victory in in Winnipeg. He might have even got another one there. Um, yeah, no question, no question at all about it. He's a Hall of Famer. Is he like a first round, first ballot? I don't know. I don't think so. I think that would be hard. Depends on who else is eligible that year. I, but he could very well possibly. I, I, I think there's enough people out there that, that believe it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm talking to David Benefield right now. He's uh, texting me, so I'm kind of distracted. I'm sorry. Oh, we actually got to close off the show. It's it's, it's uh, a minute and a half left in the show, so let's shut her down right now. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 327. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Mark and Will and myself got to talk to football, all sorts of things. We're all over the page talking about everything else. Uh, big shout out to Phil Miller and family. Hope all is well. Hope things uh, improve for you. Uh, God bless and all those other things that uh, I would say if I was a religious person. I'm not so. We're just going to try to make it pretend it's that way anyhow. Okay. Uh, just take care. Take care. Family first, man. Uh, Mark, say good night. We'll see you guys next. Uh, w- oh, enjoy the football games this weekend, guys. Uh, definitely watch three games. We'll see you Sunday night. Uh, Mark, say good night. Say what you want. Go ahead. Good night. Good night, everybody. Talk to you on Sunday. BC sucks. Yeah. We'll see. William, say good night. Good night, everybody. I can guarantee you one thing this weekend the Owls are not going to lose. So go, Owls. Yay! And, uh, yay! Yay! Make sure, make sure you watch football this weekend because 
It's the CFL. It's the best football in the world. Good night, everybody. Take care, brothers. Cheers. <laughs>